What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode. Remember, I'm doing these interview podcasts. I've spent the last seven years not interviewing anybody except myself. Okay. And so I got tired of listening to myself speak. So I figured this year I have brought in some friends and some guests to give us some really good info. And I'm doing one of these a month. So I have in December, I sat down and I said, who are the 12 people that I want to have a really good in-depth conversation with? I made the list. I asked them if they, and remember, I get asked literally four times a day to be a guest on my podcast. So I don't have a shortage of people wanting to be on this podcast, but I didn't want to be about that. I wanted to be a people that I wanted to talk to and people that I think could bring you guys value. So uh, I brought on my friend, uh, Jason DeRose. Jason is the founder of a company called Gym Subs, which is a company that I am a very happy client of as well. And usually when I'm a happy client of a specific brand that can help my gym, I tend to introduce that same brand out to the people on this podcast and the people all over um, uh, in the mastermind. This is not even close to a paid endorsement. I haven't paid Jason a dime to be here. I'm actually paid him money um, <laughs> to, to get all of our supplements together. So this is not a paid endorsement. I just believe Jason has a lot of good things to teach you guys about making more money uh, selling supplements. So Jason, thanks for coming on. Vince, I'm pumped to be here, man. Um, really appreciate you having me. You know, time is valuable. And uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just happy to be here, buddy. Appreciate it. And, um, you know, I was talking to Jason before about vendors. We we have had very few vendors that I've put out to the mastermind where I, I actually have actively said, hey, this is a business that you should do business with. There's been very few. I can honestly count on one hand. Obviously, the first business that I recommended to other gym owners was a company called Carmel Valley Financial, which it just so happens that my best friend in the world, Mike Waldron, happens to be a CFO for gym owners. I actually helped him launch the business together. And he is someone I've recommended from the beginning, and we have tons and tons of clients. The next one would be um, Perform Better. Right. And I, Jason, I know that you, you know, have a great relationship with Porn Barry. I always see you at the events and everything like that. But I've had a 15 year relationship with those people over at Perform Better. And they're the only company that I recommend uh, to go buy uh, equipment from. The third one being CFSE, Certified Functional Strength Coach. And the great people over there, especially my good friend, Mike Boyle. And, you know, there's no one I've learned more about training. Uh, from then Coach Boyle, hence why I've hosted CFAC certs at my gym. They attend all of our mastermind events and everything like that. So those are really the three that I've had, you know, really longstanding relationships with. It takes me a lot to really put my name behind a specific uh, company. And uh, Jason is the fourth. Jason is the fourth. And only because I, one, am using his supplements in my gym uh, two, I've known him personally for years, seeing him at different events, and he's just a like a good dude that I just enjoyed hanging around. And it seems like he's doesn't seem he is, you know, running a really really good company that I feel very confident uh, in recommending. So that is the reason why uh, I have Jason on now. The reason why I think so many gym owners are using gym subs is really Jason because of your background as a gym owner. 
So why don't you kind of talk about that background uh, of how you got started in the gym business, which you didn't start in the supplement business. You started as a gym owner and then you became a supplement guy. So kind of give us the whole evolution here. For sure, Vince. Um, I appreciate that warm introduction too. And, and I'm, I'm honored to be here. So I, I, I appreciate that. But yeah, you know, I, I guess I am, I'm the black sheep in the supplement industry because um, I've been a gym owner. I'm going on 16 years this April. We'll have our 16 year anniversary of our first location. Um, we're in the midst of building um, commercial construction for our second location. We were in a retail space and we're moving it, but um, yeah, I've been in the industry a long time and uh you know, you and I have, have bumped into each other years ago at Perform Better and continue to do that um, with Chris Poyer and Mike Boyle and all these guys. But um, I, I think owning a gym and everyone listening to this knows there's no other job like it in the world. <laughs> I mean, you are uh -huh. the, the trainer, the custodian, you know, the bookkeeper. At one point, you, at least you are. Um, and, you know, over the years, I would I would get folks like so many of us have gotten to bring a supplement in or, hey, is this good for me? Um, you know, and you can kind of deal with that and you can try some mix match things on your shelves over the years. Um, but for a very short period of time in my training career, it was, it was from about 2010 to about 2000, it wasn't, I guess it wasn't too short, um, 2020 until the world closed. I started to, um, train a lot more NFL guys specifically. And, um, prior to the world closing in 2020, I was on the, during the off season started in April, um, and OTAs, I would train, you know, a dozen to two dozen, depending on the time of the year um, of NFL guys in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is, you know, most of those guys that stayed here when it was cold, <laughs> have families and kids in school and things like that. But um, a lot of them were starting to get drug tested in my facility, like there would be a randomized NFL drug test. And I'm like, man, you're taking that stuff that I'm selling you. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> and uh in 2016, my wife and I were trying to have children at the same time and um, during this process, and she was diagnosed with heavy metals poisoning, and she was a supplement, still is a supplement junkie and workout junkie, and uh, we found that it was most likely coming from the supplements that she was taking, the protein powders and different things like that. So I started really playing into the formulation land and things like that around 16. And in 2017, I created just a couple products for my own gym. Um, and anyone that's gone down that rabbit hole knows it's a, it's a monster to take on. Yeah. Um, and then we did that and, you know, I, I'm like, man, I need some volume. This is stuff's expensive. And I called up guys that you and I both know and said, Hey, if I can get your label on here, will you buy some of this? I got to get rid of some inventory. I need to like buy more of it. Yeah, I'll try it. Well, that was in 2017. We maybe had like five or six gyms and I'm sure, you know, all of these guys by name that, that, that I had then. And now we're just under a thousand different entities, um, across the country that we serve. So, uh, it's grown, it's grown quickly, but you figure since 2017 to 24, that's a decent time frame. Um, we've grown to not um, put ourselves in, in a bad place or anyone else that we serve. So we don't like to overpromise, under deliver, but we've grown, we put the brakes on, we make sure we have enough inventory. Um, and we just do things a lot differently than anyone else on the market um, from how we make our products to how we um, export them to you. Uh, that's awesome. I love, I love the fact that, you know, you started with the space, you had your own stuff, you started, you know, selling this things. Uh, can you share some of the names I know that you're a pretty you're a pretty modest, humble guy. So I guess I got to pull out some of the name dropping for you. Are you able to share some of the names of people that use the subs? 
Oh, for like NFL players and stuff like that. No, people that you said people. Oh that yeah, I so Colby Schreckengoss was my yeah. Well, who's client. A, Colby is a client in the SPF Mastermind now. Yep, I called yep. him up and I said, "My man, I need some help, man. <laughs> this <laughs> tastes pretty good. I, I promise it's really clean." And he's like, "Oh man, I, you know, I don't, I forget what he was using at the time." But he goes, "I'll try it." Um, I think my second, <laughs> my second person might have been. I think it was Casey and Jerry Washak. Okay, uh, getting forty two. Um, those guys hopped on and then Joe Meglio was one of our first founding yep. people. Um, Joe I Meglio, uh, Joe Meglio started, uh, I remember, uh, I know Joe well, but Joe, before he even owned a gym, when he was a personal trainer at another gym, he came to my first, uh, ever mastermind event. My first ever, uh, I had to call it with this little mentorship, little seminar at my gym with like seven people and Joe Meglio, the guy that was a part-time trainer at some other gym came and now he's building this incredible empire. Yeah, he, he uh, is he's, he's done yeah. well. Yeah. He's done yeah. really well. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Who else? Yeah. The, um, Kim Wagler, she owns impulse out of Canton, Ohio. Um, I'm sure you've seen her at some of the events over the years. Um, these are a lot of guys that have, you know, and ladies that have been with, with our, we're running our circle for a long time, you know, but those yeah. were some of the first founding people um, that we had. I, I was in a mastermind group at the time that was actually um, Rick Mayo was our president. Yep. And I had just gotten in there. Um, I think it was in 2017, right when I did this. So a couple people that I did, I, you know, got to know in there kind of helped me and said, yeah, I'll try it. You know? Yeah. Um, no, I know that um, I heard you on Rick's podcast. Rick's a client of ours in our agency, Kiss Marketing. And we run all of the ads for all the alloys right now. And um, I was I always listen to Rick's podcast because I always get good stuff uh, from it. And I actually listened to your interview. I was out in California, mm -hmm. and I remember I was listening to your interview. Um, you know, kind of very close to when we uh, started uh, working together. So um, no, Rick's a phenomenal guy. Okay, so you kind of um, told the whole story about how you got into the supplement business. Now, I think that this is an interesting component. So you owned a gym and then you started this other business. Mm -hmm. Was it where, talk to us about the transition from your first business, your gym to launching the supplement business. And obviously there was probably some things that you had to stop doing at the gym and, you know, start doing the supplement business. And Talk to us about like your time and the progression of your time. And because I think that's a huge point of what, what guys do is they always want to run off and do something else. And my point that I always tell them is if you're going to run off and do something else, you got to have your home base set up. Right. And it sounds like you were able to do that. You're not able to do that. And the guys that don't have their home base set up, they go and start something else and their home base fails. That's usually what happens. Your home base has not failed. Okay. So talk to us about that transition from running your gym to going off and doing something else. How did you kind of balance the two? Um, and then where are you at it today? Like how much time are you spending in your gym versus how much time you're spending in supplement company? Those are, those are great questions and great points. You know, um, it's like any successful business, whether it's the gym or restaurant, whatever, you have to have tremendous systems within your business that have checks and balances and things like that. So prior to even starting the supplement company, um, 
I really, my goal, my, my personal business goal was to get off of my training floor, number one, develop systems around that so that it was kind of seamless and then kind of work on it, you know, from a management perspective. So I'd already been working on that, um, you know, to, and to do that, you need two things. You need great systems, you need great people uh, that you're going to hire to put in, into certain positions. Um, and at that point, and I still have her, um, she's actually celebrating her 10 year anniversary working for me, but her name is Megan. Um, she was an intern for me from Robert Morris University in 2014 in January, and um, she became my general manager. We we opened two facilities. She's now the operations director of both of those places, and she kind of oversees some some of the uh, a lot of the administrative type things with our supplement company. But she was kind of a, an umbrella piece, and then you know two operators at each facility, GM slash operators at each facility. Um, and then, you know, my hands are still very in the mix of a lot of things. I teach one class a week, Friday morning at 6 a.m. It's people that have been coming to me for like 10 years. Um, it's a boxing class at 6 a.m. on, fr on Friday. Um, but other than that, I don't really participate as a trainer in any of my businesses. Um, I'm working on the business continuously to make them better. Um, and I I spend a lot of time in, in gym subs, um, you know. There's a big difference in companies because, as you know, Vince, in the and you're in a similar situation. But when you're in the training business, there's a lot of emotion and, and things like that that are attached to everything that you do because you love these clients so much. And then one of them quits on you. It's like you want to saw your arm off. Um, in the other supplement business, uh, it's it's not it's not like that. You know, you don't have those emotional attachments with these folks. So, well, most of them, unfortunately, I've never met in person. Some of them I have, but. Um, so you don't have that deep of a rooted connection. You still never want to disappoint anybody, but, um, you know, and it's, it's just a lot different, you know, but, um, yeah. Can you, can you talk to us about, uh, you glossed over a really, really key point, And I want to kind of bring it back to that. You said that you have two general managers, one at each location. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, every day, someone's asking me about opening the second location every day. And I typically give them five things that need to be in place before they do that. The first one is always a key person in charge of number one mm -hmm. before they open a second one. Okay. Sounds like you found that. What are the things that are true about these two general managers that enable you to have the freedom for your business to continue to run and grow and you to be launching this whole other business? I think the number one attribute to those to those two people are that they're leaders. Um, they take a position of leadership and they don't wait for someone to say, hey, do this and do that, um, because that's that's the name of the game. If we want to get out of that space from the day to day operational stuff, then those folks have to know and understand that there are tasks that need to be created, not given to them. Um, I think that's a huge thing, um, you know, and. And I've had a lot of folks ask me, hey, are you going to open a third location? Maybe if I get you find the right person, yeah, yeah. it's a leader and it is that is um, creative and wants to create tasks for themselves and implement systematic things. And yes, if not, no, <laughs> I always I make I always make the point of they need to have what I call batteries included. Right. <laughs> and, you know, they got to be. I, so I think of the, I have a few different situations. I don't have a second gym, but I have a bunch of businesses, right? And my gym is run by 
a guy. I have my marketing agency that's run by a specific person. So I have these kind of situations in different companies. And I don't ever have to find myself. I have to find myself going in and fixing things, right? Going in and helping them and guiding them and things like that. But I don't ever have to go and shake them and be like, hey, let's go. You need to start doing this or you need to start doing this. Like I never have to shake them. I always have to just guide them and lead them. And I think that that's the absolute key is that they have, and obviously leadership skills is, is what, what you said, which is right on, which is definitely one of mine for sure. Um, but it's just like, they need to be a self-starter, right? They need to be able to almost, and almost take the results personally, mm -hmm. just like you. Yes. So on the, on the other side of this wall, Mike Mullen is the guy that runs my gym and my grit companies. And he like walks around the gym cursing and like talking to himself and like yelling at the wall when, when we lose a client, like, and I'm like, I kind of like feel bad for him. I was like, yeah, it's going to be, I'm like, it's going to be fine. No worries. This will be good. And he's like, you running around the gym cursing because we look, that's exactly the person I want. Yes. Exactly. No, the person nobody, I want. no one outside of our industry would understand that, but yes, yeah. Yeah. very true. I think um, I think also Vince is, is from like your perspective or my perspective of having a really set systematic streamlined point of communication with those people to let them know that we are there to support them in any way, shape or form necessary. Um, you know, and it's an accountability factor for them and us. Um, and I, I think that's that's a really, you know, I have a real estate company, too, that's a commercial and a residential one. But every week I'm meeting with these different folks just to say, Hey, what's, what's going on for this week. Now that they're not on an Island, I think the worst mistake, any gym owner that wants to duplicate themselves or do something like that is to take a person and just stick them on the Island. Um, they're going to get lonely. It's we've all seen the movie cast away, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, it's, it's, they're going to get lonely and it's, it's not going to do well. Um, you have to be, you have to have checks and balances with that. In my opinion. Absolutely. That's great. No. And I, and I love this part of the conversation because we're kind of like gearing into the, the the certain aspects of this company and why I think Jim Supps is a good company. We'll, we'll get to it, but I, I I love I love prefacing the conversation with you. You can talk shop like you can talk shop with with our guys, with my guys, with your guys, and um, you know just from having what you've done from starting a supplement business, start keeping the gyms going, and owning a real estate company, like you understand business. Um, in, in addition to all this other stuff. So sure. And even an example of that. So right now I'm on a very long task of reaching out to every single um, gym owner that we have from start from when we first started. And I've done 41 half hour calls since December so far, but most of these conversations, yes, we do talk about supplements and how to sell them better in their gyms. The first 15 minutes, like, Hey, what do you, how's your gym doing? And we start going back and forth on, Oh, well, I'm trying this. And it's so cool. Like, you know, um, talking shop is crucial, you know, Yeah, but it's, it's my favorite part of the game. <laughs> That's awesome. Good. All right. So let's get into the actual quality of the supplements. And I want to preface this by having my, uh, little bottle in front of me that I've got here. And this is my R label. So you can see GFP if you're watching on, on video, but I, I do have to give a shout out. This is the cinnamon bun flavored whey protein is the best protein that i've ever tasted to the point where like even my kids are starting to do it we put it in yogurt and drinks my kids and even my wife who didn't touch protein shakes before like she's eating it now and um so i i i i'm 
totally biased. I don't know how you put together something that tastes as good as the cinnamon bun protein, but let's talk about the quality of these supplements. You started talking about your wife. Mm-hmm. Talk about the difference. You were, I, I, when you listened to you on Rick's podcast, you were selling a lot of things about cold versus heat processing and everything like that. Let's get a little nerdy here and sure. tell us why these supplements are of higher quality than what you would buy at Costco and Walmart and everything like that. For sure. Um, it's a pretty easy answer. Um, so I think it's around 90 plus percent of all, I'm just going to use protein. Protein is the most common supplement in the world, most popular supplement in the world. So whey protein, um, 90% plus of whey protein that is on in the marketplace, like a Costco or Sam's club, the way that they make it is heat process, heat process. So they take a big giant volume mass quantity of this product and they bake the daylights out of it to get it down into a powder form. Mm. Um, when that happens, a lot of micro and macronutrients are then broken down. It's like when you bake something, the daylights out of something in your oven, the same thing can kind of happen. Um, we do things a lot differently. We cold press our powders, which is a lot less volume at a time. And then in addition to that, we put all of the powders through this ceramic microfiltration filters. The powders go through there. Microscopically, we can see heavy metals, anything that's in that powder that should not be there. And we're able to discard it and keep all the good stuff. Um, I can't tell you how many folks have said, I've I've never been able to take whey protein my entire life. It always gives me bubble guts. (laughs) They have lots of different descriptions of their stomach. But they're like, why can I take yours? I'm like, it's really simple. You're not allergic to whey that you thought you were. You were you had a, a reaction to all the junk that's in there that shouldn't be. Um, it's just the way that we process our, our powders. All of our powders are processed that way. Hey, have you ever have you ever heard of the um, the Schlitz going? I'm not I'm not sure if you're a student of of, of marketing, but the Schlitz beer old advertisements. I've seen familiar them, with that? For sure. So <laughs> I drank old... that in college, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, no, this is like this is like way back. This is like before we were born, right? Yeah. In, yeah. In the 20s. Like there were so Schlitz beer put together these ads. They brought in, I, I can't remember exactly who, but it was one of the fame more famous copywriters, marketers that I follow. And they brought him in to the Schlitz company and they start teaching them how they make the beer. And that became part of the marketing, is the unique process that it that it went through um and that's how schlitz went from like one of the worst selling beers to one of the best selling beers was that marketing campaign where you're teaching the insides out of how the thing was made and how the thing was processed and how it's different how they got the water and all of that so something very similar as i'm as you're talking about this i'm thinking wow this is actually really good in in terms of marketing gym subs (laughs) to actually talk about this and make it part of part of your marketing um to to talk about the differentiation of of the supplement so that's a that's a for sure. <laughs> something inside no, um, i love that I'm, to, I'm gonna have to look that up and get some yeah look up the, the schlitz the schlitz beer ad campaign okay um love it like, you know what's funny <laughs> one day i'm gonna be like rogan and be able to have some sidekick over there and be like hey pull that up pull up the schlitz <laughs> beer pull up the schlitz beer ad and we can look at it on the screen together uh right. <laughs> Okay, so um, so we got a high quality supplement, but there's something you've done that's unique to others um, that that I like. Um, you only sell private label. Yes. Talk um, a, talk about why you made that decision. Uh, sure, it's private it, label. And any gym owner, I think, will, will clearly understand this. If I'm sitting at my house 
and I'm having some folks over and on my countertop are a couple things. And one of them is a whey protein container with my brand on it. And let's just say it's someone else's house in my neighborhood or in my community. And they're like, where, where do you get that at? Or it's a conversation. I can't tell you how many conversations have happened that I've heard secondhand. It's like, yeah, but so-and-so rose up, they saw your protein and uh, yeah, so that's a gym we go to. And, and it's just free marketing. You know, would you rather have that sitting on your counter in a gazillion different homes in your community or like a GNC container um, that does nothing for any, anybody, you know? Um, so I think it's just a, it's a really great opportunity to brand, um, to professionalize your service a little more. Um, you know, those are, those are the big ones for sure. Yeah. So I'm teaching, I teach a six week marketing course called the six week in client search. And one of the modules is all about referrals. And there's three parts to a referral machine. There's the intentional tactics, right? The things you do to generate referrals, like you have a bring a friend day. That's an intentional thing that you do. Um, the second thing is your gifting system, right? What do you give them afterwards? And the third thing is what you just hit on is something called omnipresence. And omnipresence is what do you give your clients to remind them of you so that, because all referrals happen from a conversation, right? Mm -hmm. And so when they are more familiar, when your brand is in their mind more often, they will talk about you more. And we do this every day, right? If they should be taking a shake every day, they should be using your shaker and you have, should have a logo with your shaker on it. Like you, they wear your t-shirt, right? All of that is omnipresence. That is a referral generating machine. For right? sure. When you have that, that's a big piece of it. So I, I, I love it. it uh, really I cannot great. wait for us to come out with the grit. <laughs> we're we're going to do it. I'm going to get you the label soon because our, our grit, I don't know if you just know, but, but one, our grit program here is absolutely exploding, but two, we were, we licensed it and we just sold our first licensees. And so I'm really excited to get the grit label. I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to actually, I didn't, I'll be honest. I didn't put much into the GFP design. We kind of just slapped the logo on it. I'm going to put a <laughs> and, lot. And you know that we grid. do full custom too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, no, talk about that for a second. The, the well, on that point real quick too, Vince, you know, yes, the omnipresence is, I love that, but you're giving them something also that has feedback, positive feedback. Yeah. You, know? you give them a shaker. That's cool. But when you can put your protein in it, that tastes amazing and they drink it, they have feedback, they're having an experience just like they are when they're in your gym. Um, you know, silent auctions, Chinese auctions, all those different things you're donating, all of us donate to, have a supplement basket, has there feedback. Man, this stuff tastes really good. I'll check that gym out. And it happens all the time. Beautiful. Um, so, so, so talk, I was just saying something. Uh, the label. Talk, talk, yeah, tell you, design, yeah, so we, the design, yeah. Full custom design. So ever like Rick, Rick Mayo's labels with alloy look vastly different than yours. Um, I'm sure you've seen some of his posts and things like that, but we custom graphically design them. We have a full graphic design team. Um, they want them to look exactly the way you want them to look. Um, I would have to say most of our competitive private label companies, they say, send me your logo and a high resolution and, we'll, and they stick it in the corner. And that's about it. Um, we make it fully I mean, we just did a guy, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't do this for my own label. And I've told him that, but that's okay. He loves it. A guy from West Palm Beach and he has palm trees on his labels. Um, hmm. I, I don't, that's not my vibe or my jam, but hey, he loves it and he's selling it. So, you know, that's who he is. But um, yeah, no, I'm excited for the grit. 
uh, for the grit protein. We're going to put some time into that label and uh, give your guys some, I some love good it. things to chew on. Yeah. Because um, that, because, because, oh, just quick question then, because a lot of people that follow me and a lot of guys in Mastermind train kids. Yeah. Um, you have kids, don't you? I have a six year old. Yep. Okay. Do you give your six year old the protein? I do. I've got a half a serving and she does our greens um, as well. Okay. So you give your, you give your kids the protein. And so this is something that you feel totally confident in putting a label on for a sports performance brand and selling it to a 10 year old middle school kid to take protein. Selling it to their parents. Yes. <laughs> so a lot of people don't know that, right? So anything that's registered, we're registered with the FDA as a, as a um, manufacturer distributor, or we manufacture shop where we distribute, if you are registered that way, then it'll say on every label to be consulted by parent, guardian, or doctor before use, um, because it's up to them to be able to make that decision for you. So you actually can't market it or sell it to children. Um, you have to sell it to their parents. So, so you market it to the parents, which you would always do anyway. It doesn't make any sense. People, it's I'm surprised people ask me that question too. I do get that a lot. Should I be marketing for sports performance? Should I be marketing to the kids or the parents? And it's such an easy answer. You market so to easy. the buyer. It's actually illegal. Like, it's like, yeah, it's like, I don't even know why anyone would even ask the question, but eh, there are no stupid questions, right, Jason? Correct. <laughs> I get that question though, Vince, all the time. Like, hey man, can I change on my, my yeah. label? I'm like, no, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you, that's a disclaimer. The FDA says we have to have that on there. So, okay, cool. Uh, okay. Um, let's go to some tactical stuff. I want to make more money selling supplements. I got supplements in my gym. Maybe they don't yet have um, gym subs yet, um, but maybe they're selling supplements and, you know, they're trying to sell more. What are the the tactical ways that you got a thousand gyms? Is it all gyms that are using this? All gyms? Uh, we have a few fit pros. We picked up some folks from Beachbody that went before that completely fizzled out that um, were big in Beachbody and selling Shakeology that now sell for us. Okay. Um, we have some folks that you and I both know that um, don't necessarily have gyms, but they have big fitness businesses. Got it. But the majority is gyms. For sure. You know, and, and out of that thousand, like some of them may have 60 or a hundred locations, you know, so that okay. trims it down. we have, a, we have about, I think under 200 different like brands. And then on top of that, we have a lot of multi-location facilities. So there's, okay. So 200 different brands, but right. So you could Rick. So, so technically a thousand locations. Yeah. I think are, Rick has are like selling. 31 open yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Got it. Um, He's going to put us over a thousand real soon. Yeah, <laughs> for every sure. Week he's opening a new one. So. Yeah, well, well, same here. I mean, we're <laughs> at, at Kiss. We're building like a whole wing of our of our building just for alloy. Like we we literally have a dedicated alloy team. I love it. I'm yeah, so no, it's it's, it's not. He's killing it. He's out. He's absolutely killing it, and he's a phenomenal guy. He's and phenomenal. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I love. I learned so much from him for sure. Um, okay, so so give us some tactical things that we can do i'll give you the most important one the okay. most important one your trainers have to know and understand and support your products if they don't it's going to be you know it's like watching paint dry um it's not fun takes a long time <laughs> um I, I, so you know a big differentiator for us vince is when someone does sign up like you guys like i did a call with mike um we do a call and a zoom meeting and we go over how to launch and continue 
to sell supplements within your business through a system. Um, and the system's very easy. There's not a lot of moving parts. We use the kiss rule, keep it simple, stupid. Um, you know, and, and you know, people say, well, how much money should we be making? Gyms that have roughly between 150 to 175 members, which is kind of like a like a, a medium from what I can kind of see, um, they should be doing between three and five thousand dollars a month in revenue in supplements. Um, if they're not, then they just don't have the right play going. Um, and our our profit margins are 100% markup. So, you know, if you if you spend if if you uh, sell three thousand in revenue, then you should be putting fifteen hundred dollars directly in your pocket. Um, which is a really, really strong margin across the industry. But, yeah. you know, number one, having your trainers understand the products. Like we send out an info video. We tell our gym owners, please share this with all your trainers. It's me talking about cold pressing, microfiltration, why the supplements are different. We don't use any artificial sweeteners, that type of stuff. Um, and our play that we initiate with each gym involves the trainers. They have to know three things about every single product. So we go through them every two weeks, we add a new product and they have to tell their clients like, Hey guys, happy Monday today. We're highlighting um, whey protein. Here's three things we want you guys to know about our whey protein. Boom, boom, boom. Like 10 second elevator speech. Um, speech. Now you're forcing them to know three things. You're actually educating your clientele and you're going to create more consistent revenue and sales down the road. Um, if you just put a sample out there, great. It tastes good, but why should I be taking it? Um, when you have that system in place, oh man, it, it's like, you know, all that you, and you and I know this really well, but the clients want to be like the trainers They will go buy the same shoes. <laughs> They'll go buy the same, yeah. shoes. they listen to the same music. It's so funny. Um, so if they're not jiving it and jamming it, then it's going to be hard. Um, well, I, I, it's funny. Cause I have very little to do with my, uh, gym, right. I'm not doing on the floor at all. I barely know any of the clients anymore. Mm -hmm. And I, since we started using your supplements, I've fa I I have found myself like wanting to get back in there and like tell the clients of how good the protein is, specifically cinnamon roll. Uh, <laughs> like I really just want to tell everyone how good the cinnamon roll protein is. But I think that's a really important point. Um, if you believe in what you're selling, if you don't believe in what you're selling, you're never going to be successful at it, right? Thousand and thousand percent. And so I take I, supplements, you probably shouldn't work. You probably shouldn't sign up with us. That's what I, I I've told people that on calls. I don't really take supplements. I don't really believe in them. I'm like, dude, they're not the Easter bunny. <laughs> like they're real. <laughs> but if you don't believe in them, you may want to take some time and think about it before you make a move. Yeah, no. And our guys, they take all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. So it's a good fit for us um, as well. And I think a lot of clients are, in our world, you know, we train the kind of 40 plus crowd. That's not, they're not like the muscle building crowd or they're really, really into it. They're like, you know, it's a win if they work out twice a week. So on their radars, not taking a protein shake, a, you know, post-workout where I grew up taking protein shake post-workout. Like it's not like something that I right. need to be, right? <laughs> um, but they didn't, right? And they will need the education side of it. Okay, cool. So really getting your trainers around it. What else? What are the other tactical specific things that, gyms can do to make more money selling supplements having some type of sample schedule you know um and that's a, like now and this is re more recent like uh, the last call i did with mike uh your mike mullen um mm -hmm. we went over i give you everything like the content you don't really have to create anything the whole play for a whole year um but 
in general, you have to create, if you're not with us and you're trying to make more money in your subs, which you should be doing, if not, it's money walking out of your door into GNC or somewhere else. Um, you have to create some type of supplement schedule of when samples are going to go out. Because if you don't create that, they don't have legs and will not do that themselves. Um, Is it once a week, once a month? What's what's the kind of frequency should be a couple times a week. Um, you know, oh, maybe a couple times, three times a week, you know. Our play is a little different now because, you know, we we have found that there's a lot of things that can disturb, even if someone has a well-executed supplement sampling schedule. As soon as Jane walks in and says, hey, I've never been here before. I'd like to check out your gym. It's like, <laughs> the supplements get tossed to the side and you're going to sell a membership, which you should. Um, so we've kind of created more of a play that's not disturbable for the most part. We've been doing a lot of dry sampling in little like snap on lid containers because um, women can't throw them in their purse and guys can't throw them in their gym bag because they'll probably explode and make a giant mess. They actually. So you're saying that they take it with them and just go home and, and consume Sometimes it versus they'll say, like. Hey, can I look up the front desk. Can I get a cup? I want to try this. It's never happened before, but we, we put them in these clunky like little shot glass containers with the lids. Yeah. Yeah. They have to use them because if not, they're going to open up. If you put them in the cool looking little sleek packets, they just don't use them. That's actually a good point. Yeah, because Um, it's it, such a good it, point. it'll get it'll get all over there, explode in their purse. Yeah, or the gym bag or in between the car seats. It's just, they they actually use them. And they're like, holy cow, I had no idea that the stuff would be that good. Yeah, dude, let's go. Wow, that's actually a really good point. I'm actually it's funny because um I'm I, I if you see that I'm writing, I when I do uh podcast interviews, I write the bullets to promote the podcast like while i'm actually doing it um so that, that's why when you see me writing that's actually what i'm doing Yeah. getting people because there's a lot of people that you know need to get here to listen and you know the job of marketing a podcast is through you know what they're going to get out of it so uh help me write this bullet um the the weird plastic container The inconvenient clunky containers. Yes. And that was an accident in my gym about a year ago. And I'm like, what the heck just happened? My, my GM was like, so they call me coach. It's like, coach, everyone, like our sub sales are going through the roof. And it was on, this was on a product that I didn't even think we should sample it was collagen peptide protein powder. It's unflavored. I'm like, I don't, they asked me, I'm like, I don't know. I don't, it's unflavored. Well, we, we just blew it up and uh, it's been, it's been history ever since. Uh, so here it is, the weird plastic container that gets samples to be consumed 100% of the time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You can't really put them anywhere. You can't stick it in your pocket. I mean, Yeah. And, and why using packets? <laughs> yeah, and they're way easier to fill. I'll give that as well. Um, you can fill Well, them twice as fast. and why using packets will make you broke in selling supplements? Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. This is fun. And Okay, I can't cool. tell you how many calls I've done with people that we already serve. And I'm like, hey, here's this new play. And they like, oh, two weeks later, I get an email. Wow, this is crazy. It's actually working really fast. Thank you. You know. Uh, no, this is, this is great. I, I, you know, I've used a lot of companies a lot in, you know, my career and I can't even, it, you know, it's over 10 of different, um, things. One of them I did use, um, uh, for a very, very long time and it actually was good. The guy ended up passing away. So sad. Um, but we, are always looking for good products to give our clients. I'm always looking for good vendors to um, 
promote to the mastermind members because, you know, this serves a lot of purposes. This serves as a purpose to, um, to give quality stuff to your clients, right? Which helps increase retention. There's a, there's increased trust when they buy stuff from you. Um, but also from a monetary standpoint, you're, you know, especially if you have one location, there's only so many members you can get into one location. There's never, in terms of our gyms, I, I, I don't know if you have, but I've never heard of a 5,000 person personal training gym, right? They just like, they just don't exist, right? And, and it means that you probably have a critical mass to get that you'll be able to get to. How much right? is You're each seat worth, right? You're right? trying to make that seat more expensive every day. Yeah. And so that, that you know, supplements are a way that, that it's a benefit to them, but it's also a moneymaker. You know uh, what else too, Vince, on that point? Um, they're buying them anyway. Why not have them buy them from you? True. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, most people that come to a gym like yours or mine are spending at least 80 bucks a month in subs between mm. Amazon, you know, their grocery store, Costco, they're buying stuff anyways. And they're asking the kid at vitamin shop. What to oh do. gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. So this has been awesome, man. I, I've gotten some good stuff out of it. Um, last question before I get into, I want to find a place to send people that are listening to this podcast that are interested in becoming a client of Jim Subs, which I recommend. Um, how do they buy online? I know that a lot of times in the past, I have stocked tubs of protein in there obviously that's a way is to have inventory inside the gym mm -hmm. um what are the ways that you're selling these sups um that what sorry what are the ways that the gyms that are buying gym sup supplements selling them to their clients how are they doing this sure well a couple of different things you know as far as a differentiator with us at least and, and making noise in the industry we don't require any minimums so People can buy one or a hundred. It doesn't matter. Um, we're not going to, the price doesn't change. So if you go to our site and put an order in for your gym, you could order like one fish oil and three hydrate and whatever you want. Um, so that's, that's pretty common practice. And we do ship out within two business days. So that's a big differentiator as well. Uh, we don't typically ever run out of any product, which is huge. The other option, this is where um, I never recommend this out of the gate. Um, and I didn't even with you guys, even, you know, and you guys are, are big. Because I think it's good if you do own a brick and mortar to sell in your gym and understand the products. And then if you want to, we can build you a custom built web store that um, we put all the products on there that you want to that you want to sell. You send your people or your clientele to that site. They place the order. It comes into our terminal. We print all our, our labels on demand. As the orders come in, their labels come out. We put them on the containers. We put them in a box with your return address on there. And we drop ship them right to those folks. Uh, at the end of the month, we send you a report of all the sales that you had, who purchased, did any ambassadors push it and use codes. You can go as deep as you want. And then we send you an e-payment for your profits for those online sales. Um, a lot of fit pros that have, you know, 10,000, 100,000 Instagram followers. That's a probably a good fit for them if they're active on social that way. Um, if they have a giant email list that they're, that, you know, they're participating in a lot, that also does really well. Um, but yeah, those are two options. You know, we have our wholesale option and then we have our web store option. Okay. Awesome. Um, so if someone listening to this is interested in exploring a relationship with you guys, uh, what's the next best thing for them to do? Sure. So if you go to gymsups.org, there's an, uh, 
a lead form on there. They would just fill it out. I get the email and I have done every single call that we have ever done uh, within our company. <laughs> and I can, I plan on continuing to do that. So you would book a call with me after that. I would get your email and I'd respond to you very quickly. And we set up a call and send you some free samples to try and go from there. Very cool. Jimsups.org. We'll put that link in the show notes. Jason, this was very fun. Very uh, in in. Actually, hold on. I do have one more question before. It's more of a tactical question. So, you have a warehouse somewhere? Is yes, we have a like... distribution center. I did run this out of my house. Truth be told, <laughs> for the first couple of years, um, in my basement, I had. I think I had up to. It was almost forty skids. It was crazy. I didn't. It was everywhere. But we have a ten thousand square foot distribution center in Weirton, West Virginia. Uh, you okay. can drive in the top, drive in the bottom. We have a full staff. You know, <laughs> all that good stuff. Marketing rooms. Um, all that, all that type of stuff. We actually own that. We bought that um, building. You bought that building in in West Virginia. Yep. So in, I'm in Pittsburgh. If you're in you Pittsburgh, go, so that's close to you, right? You can be in three states in five minutes: PA, Ohio. Oh wow! Yeah, to try. I'm really? on like the panhand, like the three, the three um tri-state area there. Yeah. Is that is that uh called something like? You know, um, I know I know that there's like the Ohio Valley. It? To be honest with you, and if you're from the Ohio Valley, you're either on one side of the river or the other, and there's a big difference. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. Like there was something in the. Uh, Remember if from anatomy class to the Pez and Serine or something yes, like that? I yes. think that's like where three things intersect yes. or like the three muscles. That's like what yep. this is. I was actually already uh, there today. Um, and I'm back in my house in Pittsburgh right now. So gas very, is like, gas is like two dollars and fifty cents a gallon right now. That's yeah, no, it is it is pretty cheap. So wait, so so there's this ten thousand square foot warehouse mm-hmm. and all the raw materials get shipped there. They actually everything. get shipped to our manufacturer um, in New York. That's where we make everything. And then we ship everything from there to um, to our distribution center in West Virginia, where we distribute. That's our distribution center. Got it. So it's like an Amazon fulfillment center type thing. Yep, for sure. Got it. Uh, so it's, it's all, so it's, and everybody in there, I know personally, It's which is so awesome. They're all retirees. Um, I like to be upfront by that. So they're all people that love to come to work early, leave late um they work different shifts they love each other they have lunch every it's it's awesome it's like do you have awesome. someone that runs that building yes I do. Yep. okay so you almost like have a general manager for that company as well yeah she is we kind of we're thinking of our our title as <laughs> i change it weekly it's kind of like an on-running joke right now yeah um, young girl she's really fired up um she's very excited about the you know the opportunity she's she has worked in there since i started um nice yeah. Yes. Um, so gymsups.org, you get on a call with Jason and you know, you guys can discuss the best uh, thing. My hundred percent recommendation is the Cinnabon or cinnamon bun protein powder. It is, I can say this very easily. It is the best tasting protein powder I have ever tasted. <laughs> and that's saying something because I've tasted a lot in my life. No uh, artificial sweetener uh, in there, Vince. You know, that's all naturally flavored. So, okay, good, good, awesome, man. Well, I, uh, if, if there was, I would keep eating it, um, because it tastes <laughs> that good. Um, <laughs> so, Jason, thank you guys. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening to this and, uh, look forward to, uh, our next conversation with our next guest. But, Jason, you were phenomenal. Thank you so much for being here. Vince, thank you so much for having me. Um, Hope some people get some good nuggets out of it. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in a little over a month. That's right. Yep. Yes, sir.
Alright, Jason, thanks.